Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello. Welcome to Morning Bible Study with a Day of Prayer. LaCharles, can you pray for us? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for continuing to bless us, Lord. I just thank you for your correction of us, Lord, and not leaving us in our fallen states, Lord, but taking us to yourself, Lord, and correcting our flawed mindsets, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for everything that you have been doing, Lord, and that you continue to do in these morning Bible studies and the miracles that you work daily, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So we are continuing with Colossians chapter 3. Can I get a volunteer to read from verse 12 through 17, please? I will, darling. All right, honey, honey. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do. I'm sorry, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let Mm -hmm. the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. We kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday towards the end of our We did, absolutely. Because uh, it's talking about the... The image of Christ, not not just appearance, but the character and nature mm-hmm. of Christ, what it looks like, attributes that are manifest mm-hmm. within Him. Mm-hmm. I'll let you say something. Go ahead. Oh, so we were talking yesterday and comparing. Um, Kyla had the question about passion, and you know, like feeling previously like that's a good thing, but then looking at it in light of what. God was saying, which is a better thing, mm-hmm. more excellent thing. And we, we started talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and here, here we are in verse um, is that verse 13. Nope, sorry, verse 12 and 13. Um, I'm sorry, and through, down through 14, talking about those same things. He's, he's roughly talking about the fruit of the Spirit here. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. Um, and putting on love, which is the bond of perfection. So if you want to know how to get it all right, love, right? We've um, Galatians chapter 5, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. In verse 22 through 23, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Meaning, when you keep the law of love, the commandment of love, you fulfill all the law, right? Love does no harm to a neighbor. Um, and let's read verse 24 in Galatians chapter 5. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and mm-hmm. desires. So we see that there with its emotional turmoil and roller coaster. Those who are Christ have put that to death in their members. The emotional roller coaster being driven and tossed to and fro by the way they feel, what they think about things, but instead replacing it with the truth of God's word and what God says, this is right. This is how you carry yourself and behave in a way that reflects me as in God, right? Telling us what that is versus us going, well, this is my opinion and I'm going to stick with it. So I just, I enjoyed that right out the gate and wanted to kind of connect those together. So, Kyla, I just want to know, what are your thoughts uh, on these verses that we we read? 
<clears throat> Excuse me. As you mentioned yesterday when I had the question about passions, I was kind of like, whoa, I don't know that I necessarily delight. I want to do what the Lord asked me to do. I do. But I was like, I don't know if I delight in it. Mm-hmm. If every day I see it, I have a wide smile on my face or it makes my heart feel joyous on the inside. Mm-hmm. There's times like it's in the moment that the harder parts, I'm like, I don't like this. Okay. But it's when I actually see it in the actual engineering part of school that I'm like, I really love this. I like this. And I like looking at the infrastructures mm-hmm. and everything like seeing like, God, how'd you do this? How'd you tell these people to build this building this way? Mm-hmm. And that they knew it was going to stand mm-hmm. and comparing it to like the principles they teach you in like physics and math. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Sure. Okay. So I'll, I'll say this and encourage you in this way. <clears throat> in your mind, you have taken your focus and objective and placed it on the thing exactly. versus the one who told you to do the thing. So you're looking at the thing to make you happy and bring you joy. The thing cannot. It's an impossibility. But the one who told you to do the thing <clears throat> excuse me, can bring joy. Put a smile on your face. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. Bless you. Pardon me. So the Jesus, when we talked about he delighted to do the will of the Lord, he didn't delight in hearing the, the Pharisees doubt and question him and try to push him off a cliff. And I assure you, he sure didn't him. delight in being crucified He didn't on delight in that. But instead, the scripture says that he looked to the joy that was set before him. He paid, despising the shame, meaning paying no attention to the heartache and the hardship that was coming along with it. But he chose to see beyond that mm-hmm. and look at unto the creator, right, him, himself, but God, the father, unto, look unto the father to see the joy there, which led him and helped him go through the hard times that he was going to have to do with the situation itself. He put his focus back on God versus, look at their stinky faces. I created you. <laughs> right? He didn't go there. I created you and you're talking to me like this. How dare you? Angels, get me. Let's get them. He didn't do that. How many of us would have? Because we were in our emotions. Ah, Instead, he looked, and his hope and his desire was in the Father. Right. That wasn't a substitution. We talked about that earlier in the week. No sleight of hands. Right, exactly. So earlier in the week, we also talked about how Moses was given the law. He was given the word of God. Yes. And then people took it. And worshipped it rather than the creator, right? The commandments are all the laws rather than have an actual relationship with the Lord, which is what he wanted. Mm-hmm. It became a substitution. It. Yeah, they started using it to browbeat other people and put them in bondage, and right? Yes. Right, we read about that in the other first couple chapters. Absolutely, of yes. So mm-hmm. it's for us to be wary, right, in our own lives, however that looks, not just about... Oh, well, Lord, you gave me this, right? And then worshiping the created rather than the creator. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Let's, let's be wary of these things. So your eyes right now are on the engineering versus putting your eyes on the one who told you. Go do the engineering. Go do the engineering. We were, see, that's a big difference. When you have somebody like step back and clarify it, you're like, oh, I can see that. But in the midst of it, especially when you're not seated, you haven't taken your position in heaven, being seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, it, it all looks like a blur, right? When somebody's in the midst of the forest, the forest looks a lot different than the one who's looking at it from the helicopter above, right? Yes. It's a yes. whole different story. They can go, oh, yeah, there's a path right down there, and just take it and go left, and you'll get out of there. But the person that's in the forest like, I don't see a path. What are you talking about? I just see a rows of trees. It all looks the same. But that's why God said, come sit with him. And so he can focus, right? <clears throat> hey, mm-hmm. uh, walk about 100 feet up, and then on your right, you're going to see right a clearing, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. we can be directed. It's hard to do that when you're in the thick things, that is, in the weeds. Right. But again, right, Paul says, we are seated. Mm-hmm. Not we will be, we are. Mm-hmm. Take your place through faith. That's right. You have the mind of Christ also. Mm-hmm. Well, use it. That is, take it. That's right. Yes. Through faith. Seek those things which are above. So don't worship the, or focus on the created thing. Focus on the creator. Does that help clarify 
your mind yes. and your vision on it. Okay. I enjoy being a mother. But there's some days I'm not that fond of it. Just to be really <laughs> honest with you. Does it mean I want to quit the gig? No. Does it mean I want to so never mind God, take it away and But there are easy days and there are hard days. But there are days that it's not the the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. There are times that it challenges me and I'm like gave birth to them people and they no. <laughs> I don't grumble and complain. <laughs> but it could. Right? Are you guys always grateful? Always the best children, I never have to correct anyone. Or, no, but that's a part of it. But my focus is on, I enjoy God. And mm-hmm. I, I think I told you this earlier in the week or last week. I want a well done from my Heavenly Father. Amen. I want a standing ovation. When I leave this dirt body, I want them knowing that I'm coming. You might say, that sounds proud or boastful. You can take the opinion and objective you want. But I want my, I want my presence to be celebrated in the Heavenly Amen. I want. I mean, I don't want to just be welcomed. <laughs> but that, that's a good start. But even in my earthly walk, I want, when God thinks of me, Kamisha, I want him to go, that's my daughter. I want a smile to come across his face, and I want him to stand up straight and go, yes, Mm -hmm. that's my daughter. I'm pleased, and exactly. Versus going, what's she do now? Right, what's going on this time? Well, I already know what's going on, so yes. Let's let's dig her out of the hole. Will she ever understand? How long must I bear with you? I don't want Jesus to say that to me. Oh, no. How long must I bear with you? I want him to, to feel good about me. Right? Yes. So um, get your focus back on him. Just get it back on him. Mm -hmm. What, Kyla? And and that kind of goes to why verse 14 was so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. But above all these things, put on love, which is a bond of perfection. Mm -hmm. You want to be perfect? Anybody ever want to be perfect? I do. Hey, there you have it. Put on love. And the love of Christ, we've already talked about not human emotional love, which is often related to sexual things and sensuality. Oh, but also scripture says what? Christ is love. Mm-hmm. Or God is love. Genuine, so put on God. Right. So like we have love for our siblings and things of that nature. But the love of God covers that. Mm-hmm. The love of God covers the love between husband and wife. The love of God covers between parents and children, the love of God covers between children and parents, the love of God covers between us and our neighbors, it covers all that. But the little humankind usually ends up in fleshly desire of some some way, shape, or form. What else is also said about love? It covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I know people God's kind of love. through their Greek... Because I said that. They're like, well, no, there's phileo, and you know, there's this kind of right. love and agape. And agape, right, The exactly. love God Eros is talking about, all. the real love, is the love of God, which covers all things. A multitude of sins, it fits every circumstance and, and situation, but human stuff cannot produce the righteousness of God. Cannot. So why spend time in the weeds? We can just cut down the whole thing and put it straight on its on its path. Okay? And I love you all. If you're thinking that, go ahead and enjoy the Greek. I'm just saying, let's just get to the win and... Stop being distracted by the details. I had that question growing up. How do I honor my father and mother? Because clearly, Lord, if if I'm an adult and I have a husband, my dad shouldn't come to my house and boss me around. Neither should my mom and dictate what I do with my children. More so, especially, and they're not doing this, but if they disagree with what God says concerning them, should I throw down what God said and go, oh, I'm supposed to To honor you at at all costs? No. Ha ha. Gotcha. And what did he say to me? He said, keep the love commandment. That solves all of it. I said, gotcha there, Lord. Roger that. I understand. I can walk in love. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. How do you love your brother and your sister? Put on the love of God. Walk in love towards them. Solves the whole problem. It's not about being their favorite or being on their team and all that jazz. Nope, because love, the love of God, does what's right in all circumstances. If it means you need discipline and correction, that's what's being offered. It, if you provided. need the affection and the cuddle bubbles, then that's what's being provided. But there's always truth. It always ministers your needs. See? See? See, that's why God is better and just doing things his way instead of trying to human reason it out. See? I'm just saying. So anyway, I just want to make sure I said this clearly. I love you and treat you well as a parent because I love my Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. not because you do everything right. Right? Yes. If I was stuck on what you were doing daily, it'd be hard going. For everybody, right? 
I throw you out and then come find you and take you back in. And I throw you out again and come find you and take you back in because sometimes it's just like that. And then where is Christ reflected in that? <clears throat> but because my focus is on him, I can hear the love of God concerning you. And I can stick with him, right? Yeah. And stick with you likewise. See? See? That's why. <laughs> there you go, Lord. That's why he's on the throne. And Amen. And we're not? We're seated exactly. with him. Yes. <laughs> we're not the managing partner here. Oh, no. Nope. It's That's him right. and him alone. That's and right. by him, I mean Father, Son, <laughs> Holy Spirit. That's right. That's it. All the Godhead, the fullness. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts, Kyla? No. I'm good for right now. Okay, what about anybody else? What's the Holy Spirit ministering to you? I found it interesting when I was talking about... Uh, let me find it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I just found that interesting because it's not necessarily the hard talking or the nasty wrath that admonishes somebody to do what's right. It can also be jovial. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell them with kindness because not everybody needs to be knocked outside the head in order to get it. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Do we not provide some discipline and some correction, some admonishment in a joking manner? Yes. And and the rest and yes, the other siblings are here laughing about it, right? Because when it happens, yes, it, many times it's overheard, and there's a little chuckle from the ones not being disciplined, right? Or laughing at how something is is phrased or stated. But does the message not received? Is the admonishment or the discipline or whatever is required? Does it not go forth and do what is supposed to happen? As, as in what it's supposed to accomplish? It does. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes we got to come back and revisit some <clears throat> things. Uh-huh. Say in a different way. Or in a, con- and conduct or conduct discipline in a different manner entirely. Uh-huh. Right? But it's up for the Lord to decide. That's right. How that occurs. Uh-huh. And when. Right? That's the frequency, all, all everything. Leave that up to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 2, verse 3 um, and 4 says this. Romans chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me know when you find it. We're there. Okay. And do you think this, O oh man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Mm -hmm. It is just that his goodness, forbearance, long-suffering, that draws us back to him. And another scripture talks about letting our gentleness be known to all, being able to teach, but being gentle in it. Because God didn't ask us to dole out his judgment. (laughs) Okay? Yes, he may ask us to, to serve justice when we are in that capacity. But if you're not, stand back. Be That's gracious. A, so for the Lord to decide. That's right. Compassionate, right? Yeah. Just Did like he not you cor- correct Jonah? Did he not correct Jonah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Jonah wanted to see uh, judgment and justice? Turn the Lord, arms off, Lord, and beat them with them. But the Lord said, no, the, I'm giving grace. Mm-hmm. I want them to come to me. And then you also have many of the other prophets in the Old Testament who wanted, exhorted, admonished people to come to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But yet they didn't. Mm-hmm. The people didn't. And judgment was pronounced. Mm-hmm. And, and they were used in that capacity as well. As all, although that's not what they wanted to see. But there came a time they, out of obedience to the Lord, they had to pronounce what the Lord said. Right? Yes. And, and you can see even in the case of Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 15, the Lord had to tell him, hey, if you repent and come back to me and, and are obedient, then you can be my spokesperson. Saying what the Lord said to say. 
doing what the Lord had him for him to do. It's always out of obedience. Or let's say from a place of obedience. From a place, exactly. Not outside of obedience, but exactly. from a place of obedience. Place, a place of obedience which comes from our love for the Father and a desire to glorify him and that he is pleased with us. Because mm-hmm. we referenced yesterday the sons of disobedience are the ones that behaved in a carnal and fleshly way versus the obedience that we witnessed in Abraham and how that opened the door and brought him into great inheritance and promise from the Lord. Promise? You got something you wanted to say? Yes. Let's hear it. Bush was show me specifically verse 19 where it says above all Wait, Wait where? Where are you? No. Sorry, 14. <laughs> okay. Not like, number. <laughs> okay. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Mm-hmm. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Mm-hmm. And let the word the sorry, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one 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 another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, mm-hmm. singing. With grace in your hearts to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what was he talking to you about there, sir? That when it was talking about putting on love for, for perfection, it doesn't like how Dow was talking about that sometimes he. Corrects us in a joking manner. Mm-hmm. But also, the Lord's bringing back to my remembrance, remember, remembrance when Dad would say, All, everybody experiences the same love, but how you experience it is dependent on you. <laughs> yes, that, I have, uh, do say that every now and again. Yes. So, which is exactly what we were talking about earlier, right? If you need uh, loves and love expressed in the form of hugs and high fives and, and all those things, right? And attaboys, and then you get that, right? But also, when we need to do it in a, a disciplined manner, everybody gets that too, right? But because that's what's needed. The Lord ministers our needs in love. And. And even concerning discipline, he comes to us and speaks to us first. Absolutely. Then he sends someone else to speak to us. Well, by the time hard knocks show up, that means you've both disregarded and ignored the Holy Spirit for some time and his internal and his external witness for that to show up. Um, <clears throat> we had, Verse 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Um, some other translations say reference an umpire. So mm-hmm. when you when you are thinking of us doing something or you're facing a situation, the Holy Spirit's going like, "Hey, wait! Don't do that! Don't do that! But do this." His peace is showing us, like, if there's no peace in it, you shouldn't be doing it, right? But if the peace of God comes there, even though you're like, "I don't understand this," go follow what the Lord is saying. So long before the external stimulator, I'll call it, of the discipline that accompanies the love of God shows up, the internal stimulator has called out to you, has spoken to you, right? Yes. Even in the Old Testament, they had many times that they were like, you should, you know the law, you know what's written, don't go against it. But by the time the prophet shows up to tell you guys to turn and turn, and long before he goes, destruction is coming, You've had the witness of the Holy Spirit. You've had the Lord telling you, don't do that. You've had him demonstrating the birds flying by, tweet, tweet, don't do it. Both both the Lord's spoken and written word. And written, offering you guidance. And his Holy Spirit speaking to you, your heart, or in any way, dreams, visions, however he chooses to communicate that with you. And then, yes, he also sends someone. But that's on the, that's on the long side of it. Mm-hmm. 
He came to you, and he always comes to us first. Because, but let's also look at another way, right? Because we we're talking about about this in regards to peace. The ways of the Lord bring peace. That's right. Are we going to look at Philippians four seven, which says, "In the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus." Mm-hmm. But the whole what we've been reading about this week is about being conformed to His image. We have the mind of Christ. That's right. His, there, his word, his his love, everything is there to bring peace, restore us, or to keep us in Him. That's right. right. Jesus talked about the same thing in John. Right in John fourteen twenty seven says, "Peace I leave with you, mm-hmm. my peace I give to you. Mm-hmm. I don't give it to you as the world gives, or I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid." Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His ways bring peace. That's right, they do. Obedience brings about peace. Yes, it does. We, I'm sure we can all think back in our lives, and all the times we were disobedient were the times that we had no peace, right? We were just waiting for the shoe to drop, as it were. Mm-hmm. It might have. And to be caught, to be found out, and then, well, dealt with. It might have indulged your emotions for a time, but then we're like, here comes the trouble. Here comes the stomach ache. Right right. back to your cake reference yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't eat the whole cake. It's not good for you. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, Absolutely. But if we are obedient to the Lord, we can have peace. Mm -hmm. We can stand in the day of judgment, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't we do that? And even and that's determined by our, one making a choice, but to to be obedient to the Lord. But then two, that choice is made because we love the Father. Mm-hmm. We want Him to be pleased with us. That's our delight, our driving force, if you will, is to our driving force being the love and putting on love. God is love. Mm-hmm being conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, our pattern and example, and moving forward in him, those things, his character, his nature, his attributes, Amen. in our lives. Life, lives, yes. plural, yes. Um, you know, also for the, the believer that's going, well, how do I know when God's telling me to do something or not telling me to do something? Okay? It's an excellent question. I, Great question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> Here you go, honey. That's a good question. Um, first of all, we have his written word. First of all, mm-hmm. get saved. If you're not saved yet, come on in the door. That's it. Ask the Lord to come into your life and your heart and be Lord and Master. Confess your sins. Ask him for forgiveness. And believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth you're saved. Okay? We've done that part. How do you know when God's telling you to do something? You have his written word. But there's some things that aren't specifically addressed. Mm-hmm. Like there's nowhere I can flip in the scripture and find out where Kyla should go to college. There's no scripture that says, Kyla, the Lord doth saith, thou shalt go to such and such school. But what he did, like, you, like that already pointed out, say that I leave my peace with you. And not as the world gives, right, which is a yes and a no. And they offer, there is no peace in the world that they can offer you. But he offers a more sure word, right? We have the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. His peace that rules in our hearts and guides us, right? Yes. Ask the Holy Spirit, whatever it is that you're concerning, first study it on the word. If it falls under the broad context, like, um, God, should I, somebody dropped $20 on the floor, should I take it? Or I see the bank drawer open. Should I reach my hand in there and grab all that money? Well, that's been clearly identified and covered under thou shalt not steal, mm-hmm. right? And we just read in Colossians, don't lie to one another and don't behave in these certain ways. Just just touching on that. Okay, it's covered under the word, even though it's not specifically addressing stealing from the bank, right? Yes. yes. But the more specific things like which school shall I choose? Um, this man is approaching me and he's saying that you said I'm his wife, Right? 
Okay, the inward witness of the Holy Spirit. You can look through the word, and these are the attributes that God is not going to bring somebody that's contrary to his word. Right? You can look at the yes. fruit. But the inward witness, the Holy Spirit's going to give you guidance. Mm-hmm. If your heart just starts pounding and you're like, I just have a bad feeling about this. Okay. The Holy Spirit's saying no. Don't do that. I'm not talking about your head. I'm talking about your inward, your your internal being. Right? Well, and here's some scriptures to support what it is you are okay. communicating. Thank First you. John 4. 17 through 19. It says, Love has been perfected among us in this, as we were saying earlier, right? Mm -hmm. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Mm -hmm. Not at a future time. Now. Right again. We talk about. We've been talking about this all week, where Paul says we have something now. We have it now. Mm-hmm. We're seated in heavenly places now. We have the mind of Christ now. We have salvation now for eternity. Mm-hmm. Right? We will also know it and experience it in its fullness when we go to be with Him and are in our glorified state. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then verse eighteen. There is no fear in love. Mm-hmm. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. Amen. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And then it says about, it says this in verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. So as you were saying, do you have peace about the situation? Then it's probably the right path. That's probably what the Lord's ministering to you. If you have un, not even uncertainty, but if you are are anxious or have fear, mm-hmm. it's probably not from the Lord. That's that's probably a warning it's being ministered right. to you by the by the Holy Spirit. Hey, don't go down this road. Step back. You always have time to seek counsel from the Lord. There's a rush. You got to do it now. You always have time to ask the Holy Spirit. Now, some things you may not have ten days to go climb up the mountain and right. you know and fast for 40 days and 40 nights or <laughs> may right. not have time for that but you always have time to say holy spirit what do you say about this and one thing that i do is that i go holy spirit tell me the truth and he instantly goes clarifies if it's a, a sensual carnal thought if it's fleshly nature right if it's the enemy whatever it is when i ask the holy spirit to tell me the truth because he already committed to doing so he clarifies it for me right there. And I've you have to commit to, as I've I've done, is when I hear you true, when I hear you, I'm gonna follow you, Lord. Right? When you tell me the truth, I'm gonna obey you. You gotta put that in there because there's no point in him telling the truth and you have no intention of listening because you're gonna gratify your flesh no matter what he says. <laughs> okay. So don't do that. But it's very simple. And as you learn and you commit to following and obeying him the first time, his voice will become more and more clear and more detailed. I won't say elaborate, but more and more instruction will come forth, and it will be more intricate. And he can go, you shouldn't do that because look behind the bush over there. Right now he can share more words once I agree to do the listen to the "Mm, don't do that or the please go do this. Go ahead. That's right. Once I take the simple things and I, I qualify to move into the other things the more intricate and detailed parts of hearing instruction from the Lord, right? When he gives you his truth, commit to obey. When he guides you, commit to follow. And then it'll be easier and easier to hear his word. But the more you suppress his voice, the inward witness, the more it's drowned out to almost nothing. Like the people who's had their their conscience seared with a hot iron. Yes. Right. It's almost impossible for them to hear. Because they've ignored and disobeyed so much. So, was that clear enough? Was that easy yes. to follow? Yes. It doesn't take long to hear the Lord. Um, it doesn't. It's mostly just getting the rest of your flesh out of the way. That's it. That, that can be the problem. Um, I want to say you see a great example of that in Nehemiah. Are you going to Nehemiah, baby? Yes, Nehemiah. I want to say it's Nehemiah 2. He was standing by before the king yes are you there or are you getting there I'm getting there Nehemiah chapter what chapter 2 I want to say 
Early part, four, maybe. Okay. Oh, verse five. I mean, you can see the story unfolding. Absolutely. Verse four is, then the king said to me. That's the one. Nehemiah chapter two, verse four. There you go. And the king said to me, what do you request? And he says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. And then verse 5 begins, and I said to the king, that fast. He doesn't have long, he doesn't have 10 days, he doesn't have minutes. Or, it didn't require that. It also, didn't, it also doesn't require that kind of time. But the, the if you cultivate the habit it, of listening. Well, yes, there is <laughs> that. And that's, obeying when you hear his voice. Well, that's the first one. Right, submit to God, or is this devil, he will flee, right? But the oh. same thing, submitting to God, that's the first step. Every area and aspect of our life, bring our flesh under control in every area. So we can clearly hear what the Lord is instructing us mm-hmm. to say, to do, whatever. Then mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not downplay it, but whatever it is that he's t- instructing you. Mm-hmm. Or that you, you have question about, that you need instruction concerning. Right? Because Nehemiah wasn't expecting this question per se. He wasn't necessarily prepared yet and spent time talking to the Lord. He's going to ask you this question when he has. Answer this. Right? right. But let's also look at the, the position and where he's at. Right? He's in, he's in the king's courtroom. Right? He, that's, that's his place. And the king had the power to just say off with his head. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so it wasn't just a, a normal run-of-the-mill everyday question. Mm-hmm. There was weight behind it. It could happen at any time for any reason. Mm-hmm. So reverence and respect right, for, for the position that the Lord had placed this king in. He first sought the Lord, and then he spoke. Mm-hmm. One of the Lord's instructions, not talking out of his flesh. He wanted to do what the Lord wanted him to do and to say. Yes, he had things that were on his mind and on his heart that he had been seeking the Lord about. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, it only took a moment. It doesn't take a long time when we fashion our life, or as we were talking earlier this week about habits, when we make it a habit of just listening to the Lord and being obedient when he says to. Mm-hmm. Asking him for his input. or. If he hasn't said something already, but when he does speak, reverencing and cherishing his words, highly mm-hmm. esteeming them and valuing them and placing them above all else, because when God speaks, well, that's the end of it. The whole world hangs in the balance, that's right? It. It's the whole world writing on his word. His word goes forth and accomplishes all he purposes. And it does not return to him void. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, highly esteem and value. Value the word of God. Give it high place. And then be grateful. Be thankful. Which is exactly Thank verse you, 17, right? And you see that yes. even in the story with Nehemiah. Be right? thankful. He was thankful for what the Lord did and had him request mm-hmm. and what was happening as a result. Mm-hmm. You know, that filthy language you talked about yesterday, LaCharles, how it's speaking against what the Lord has already said or done or speaking against God himself, which is the, there's blasphemy involved in this, that scripture that was from yesterday, First. Uh, Chapter 3, verse 8, mm-hmm. right? But on the contrary, it says, be thankful here. Don't speak against the Lord, but tell him, thank you, God, for being who you are. Thank you, God. If my eyes don't see it yet, it's just because they haven't caught up. But you're always doing what you said you would do. Just because I don't see what's going on, all the details, you're, you're doing your word. You're working, right? He is faithful. Yeah. He like is faithful. And Daniel, Daniel had been praying about something for 21 days or something of that nature. And was told... The answer came the moment you asked. He didn't know, like as in having visual, visible confirmation of that for some time. Right, it hadn't manifested itself. Right, but the angel said the moment you prayed. Set yourself to understand. That's Mm -hmm. right. The moment you did that, the word, I was sent with the answer. But the enemy got in the way. Or the prince of, was it Persia? The king of Persia? Nope, the king of Persia. What stood me these 21 days. So wait. When we, the Lord says, when we pray, when we stand praying, believe we receive, take it by faith. Glory Copeland says, take it. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> when we take it by faith, we know that he's heard us, and we know we have the petitions. as That we have time. asked for. Mm-hmm. And we asked according to his will. We know we have the answer from him. He's a good father. He's the one that came up with the idea of being a good parent. Not we had to teach him. So the answer is, is on the way. Just hold on. 
trust or or stand that's right. remain like we the Lord has had us talk about mm-hmm. first. Well, I'll say some time, but I mean, especially at this point in the year. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this entire year, even before the year was always about remaining, about standing mm-hmm. in Him. Endure it, but think well of Him. Speak Absolutely. well of Him. Put your mind on how strong your God is, how much He loves you, how much He doesn't fail, how it's impossible for Him to lie. Why would He tell you something and then not answer? Or why would He say, trust me, to let you fall down? That's not who our God is. And he's already said he would be faithful to those that were faithful to him and honor those that honored him. So when you ask him for something, tell him thank you. Believe that he's answering. And if for some reason your request is is out of balance with his perfect will, trust that he's going to correct you. He's going to turn you right and square you up. Then he's going and he's still answering you. But just because you don't see it right away doesn't mean somehow God has failed or you missed it or he's insufficient or any of those things. The Prince of Persia was in the angel's way until, was it Gabriel? Yeah, it's Gabriel. Michael had to come and help him, I think. I don't recall. We can look it up. One of those angels. Let's see. One of those big guys. Michael, you're right, Layla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, this is Jan- Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, withstood mm-hmm. me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So the answer was already sent. That's, that's the Messiah that we serve the good God who's not yes and no, but who is yes, and our part is amen. He mm. says yes to us. He wants to give us understanding. He wants us to, I mean, he said um, that there's a, he's already set the table before us in the presence of our enemies. The, the table is full, filled with all good things. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's not conjuring it up somewhere. When he spoke with Job, he says, do you know where the, 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 Snow is for the day of this, and do you know where the reserves of was it fire for the day of destruction? All those things in those four, last four chapters in Job, like all the things he talks about with creation and all, like and know. the preparation that's been set forth from the first day to the last till forever, God has already planned and prepared for it. Why do you worry? Why do you doubt and and be afraid? Why are you fearful? So instead of looking at the natural and having your focus on just what you can see with your little eyes before you, come on up. Take your seat in heavenly places. Trust in the Most High God. And I'm talking to myself as well. Absolutely. Because there's sometimes I'm like, Lord. And he's like, shh, shh. This is what it looks like. Don't but, you remember? But then let's be, let's be reminded of Jesus and what's said about Jesus. He will not judge by what his eyes see, mm-hmm. nor what his ears hear. But what the Lord's saying. That's paraphrasing. You can look that scripture up on your own. Mm-hmm. But that's what's said about Jesus. That's how he judged, which is by whatever the Father said. And he, he deemed that to be true, because it is. That's what it is. That is the truth. When Jesus spoke to the the fig tree that had the leaves but no fruit. He wasn't talking to the leaves. Because the season hadn't come. He spoke to the roots. And there was time that the tree stood there before it withered away. At the moment he spoke, his word went to the very core of that tree, to the very beginning of it, right? The life-sustaining part, and it died and killed it. And the process of drying all the moisture out of it continued, right, to accomplish everything that Jesus said because his word is sufficient. He didn't keep checking on it. He didn't keep talking to it. He didn't keep... Until he saw it happen. He did not. He didn't stand there and watch. He spoke it and it was done. There was no need because he trusted. He believed. And the disciples were like, hey, that tree you spoke to is gone. It's withered away. Look how fast it happened. And he's like, why are you marveling? That's the expectation. Don't you know who your God is? Don't you know who your God is? But the centurion on the other side, he would have been like, yep. Check. Check that, Lord. Roger that. (laughs) 
You said you're not, you're not to come to my house. Is. Just speak the word, right? And I know it. So, although it may take time for things to manifest, know who your God is. Know what He's capable of. And I'm saying this to stir stir faith up, stir that faith Amen. in God, the God kind of faith up on the inside of us. Stir it up. Look into the the author and finisher of your faith, Jesus, who never fails, cannot, will not, does not, has not, ever fail. And anything he's ever spoken. He's not a man that he should lie. His word does not come back void, as we already mm-hmm. said. But let's also remember this. He upholds his word above his name. And his All name, right, his, to his name, every knee will bow. That's right. His name is Jesus. Amen. And he upholds his word above that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Can you trust him yet? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the word take root in your heart. Water it and cultivate it with your words. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you for making me an engineer. Thank you for causing me or to be Or whatever it is that he has called is. you to be. As, and, and I said, can you trust? But it's, will you trust him yet? Will you have faith? Will you believe yet? He's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Even Sarah. Remember she was snickering in the tent door? <laughs> I say snickering, but <laughs> she laughed. And then she said, no, I didn't. When the mm-hmm. Lord said, you laughed. And she was like, no, I didn't. Right? You guys remember that? Yes. Yes. When he was talking about she was going to have a son and about this time next year. And, you know, she's snickering and muttering to herself, talking trash. Right? Being yeah. human. And I'm not, not condemning her. God love her. Because I've snickered and whispered in my own corner. And, you know, God was like, Amisha. So. Right. We'd get things. We'd just sort <laughs> things out between us and bring That's things right. back into alignment. But when you when you come back over to Hebrews, where it's talking about um, the. Come on, Layla. Let me hear you now. Yep. After she stopped snickering, she got caught, and he corrected her. She said, oh, you mean this, Lord. And then she had to go in her private, quiet time and go, well, if God said it, he's able to do it. If anybody's strong enough, smart enough, wise enough, powerful enough, rich enough, tall enough, got the best muscles and the nicest hair, you know, whatever it is that you're, that you're looking for, that you're, placed, that you're placing value in, he's got it. He's it. If anybody's got the power, it sure is him. Amen. The the most powerful thing that he ever did was raise Jesus from the dead. And did that break did that cause Jesus the Lord to break a sweat? No. Absolutely not. That was probably the most trying thing. And it didn't even take a an iota of his power and ability. Well, the devil thought, oh, I'm getting him, I'm killing him. Look look how stupid he is. He's getting on this cross. I'm whipping him. Ah, ha, ha. I'm, I'm driving the crowns in his head, the, the thorn. I'm driving the crown of thorns in his head, and we're mocking him. Oh, we're making fun. Oh, look at what we're doing. Yeah. Jesus is being made ashamed of openly. Ha, look at us. Look at us. Look how weak he is. He's being mocked, and they're saying, physician, heal yourself, and get down off the cross, and all of that kind of nonsense. Spitting on him, tearing out his beard. Yeah, we're getting it. We're giving it to Jesus. He's failing. But what did we what did we read? If he had known, he would never, never. crucified the King of Glory. And then Jesus, and Jesus put him to open shame. Shame, open, open shame. And not only did he, you know, I like to say he beat him up in his own house. <laughs> he mm-hmm. took both the keys of what? Hell, death, and hell. And there you go. Both his and rose up with all power in his hands. <laughs> right. Yes. So even when the enemy thought, yes, this is the greatest day ever, I'm triumphing, I'm finally stopping God and beating him, they didn't even take an, a, an ounce of the strength <coughs> of the power of what God has and who Jesus Christ is. And he got up with all power. Mm-hmm. Like, can you see the smile on his face? <laughs> yeah. If anybody was smiling, it's him. And he, mm-hmm. Satan fell right into God's hands. Again. So again, I'll ask you, will... Trust him yet. Because it matters. It absolutely matters. And it's a choice that you have to make for you. No one can do it for you. That's right. Will you believe? 
And, you know, his disciples mourned like, oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. Oh, come on, let's go back to our corner. Right? Yes. Yes. Did he get up? Has he gotten up? Yes. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We just saw that at the beginning of this chapter. But all power... And, he, and in doing that, he already had his godly power, but what he did was take back the authority and the power that Adam and Eve gave away in the beginning. Right? So now he's got both sides of the coin. So, he's got the God side and he's got the, the man side. So again, right, reconciled all things back to the Father mm-hmm. and then gave us also the ministry of reconciliation. So let's walk in that because we can trust him. All right. And he's earned it. He's earned our trust. Amen. He's earned our faith. Okay. All right. So who wants to close out in prayer? I will. All right, Kyla. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God. And we thank you that you're a trustworthy God and that you're the God of that's more than enough. And mm-hmm. you're able to meet all our needs exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think or ask for, God. We just cast our cares on you, God, because you care for us. And we thank you for being who you are, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.